Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to breakfast and the class. We have a very special uh, announcement for good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Today is a good morning. Um, every day is a good morning, uh, even mornings which are not so good. Uh, some paths are easy to walk down and some not so much, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu travels every path with us. Unfortunately, I have some news to share uh, with all of you that is of the not so easy kind. Over the last month, my wife Hannah and I have discovered that she is uh, not well and we have been quietly dealing with it with the doctors uh, and with Hashem's help, we're able to come up with the correct approach. She's going to have a very important and serious surgery on Monday and the doctors have said that they think it is treatable and curable and Bezrat Hashem, all will be fine. As my rabbi put it so beautifully, we need rahamim, we need mercy, not nisim, not miracles. A rabbi spends his life and his heart listening to the cries of others and trying his best to help. And today I'm asking you for that help. In your tefillot, in your prayers, in your tehillim, uh, there'll be a big tehillim chat that's being started. In your learning Torah and classes, in your joining our Gemara class, in your Musar Mondays, in the Tzedakah, in keeping kosher, in coming to Minyan, in being strict with Shabbat, whatever it is, you choose. I'm begging, and beggars can't be choosers. I will ask one more thing. My wife is a very private person, and some of my children are sensitive and worried. Please don't treat her any differently. Bombard her with messages, and please don't speak to my children about it. You could speak to me if need be, but most importantly, speak to him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bless us that we should be able to say good morning, good morning every day of our lives. As the Pasuk says, Bechol Yom Avarecheka, and every single day do I bless you Hashem, and we praise his name forever and ever. <clears throat> if uh, people would like to as well, they are going to be starting a mitzvah chat. If people would like to do mitzvot and put the mitzvot that they do on the chat as well, uh, they're going to start one of those as well. Hazaku Baruch, it's a privilege to serve you. I love you all. And uh, it is in times of need that you have to make a difficult decision. You know, we're private people in this way, and we did not want to choose to do that, but we are building an army uh, to be able to uh, get the zichuyot that we, uh, that we ask for for this uh, in this time. Uh, Baruch Hashem, prognosis is good, everything is good, but it's a difficult journey, and it's wonderful to have you all along with us on this journey. Breakfast in the class is dedicated in loving memory of Moshe Shochet. Alav HaShalom Lilu Nishman Moshe Haron Ben Lulu, sponsored by his son Haron Shochet. Also dedicated in loving memory of Nishman Naima Bat Saadia for her Shiloshim, sponsored by her son Eyal, Yoash, and family. Also by Shai Mahani in honor of Emmanuel Zara, an ama amazing friend and person. May he have success in all that he does. Hazaku Baruch. Rock star Emmanuel Zara is. Fantastic. Also, in loving memory, Lunishmat Batya Bat Mordechai, sponsored by Joel and Avi Oster. And in loving memory of Millie Marcus, Aliyah Shalom, Lunishmat Malka Bat Garaz, sponsored by the Marcus family and sponsored by David E. Ash. Uh, and the new website where you can support Chazak.org by purchasing a t shirt or hoodie or gear, sponsoring and honoring your capacity to do good today and every day, and uh, supporting all the Torah and mitzvot that we do uh, in Chazak and in the Edmund J. Safra Synagogue. I'll, I know that listeners will be glad to know uh, that there should be a new t-shirt going up on the website. I survived the toaster fire of 2023. This is our biennial toaster oven uh, t-shirt. 2022 passed. 
2024, hopefully, will be a good year. But 2021 and 2023, we did not emerge unscathed uh, from that. My friends, I'd like to start today with a story. There's a, uh, there was a great rabbi, his name was Rabbi Yonatan Ivashitz, and he wrote a sefer called Ya'arod Devash. Genius of a person. He was a genius even at a young age. Uh, there's stories that they tell about how wise he was even as a child. Anyway, he used to love to find the best place to pray on Yom Kippur. And where was the best place to pray on Yom Kippur? He wouldn't find the biggest rabbi or the longest beard. He wouldn't find the front seat in the synagogue or like some synagogues where the VIP seats or the back seats. He did not sit in the VIP. He did not sit next to the rabbi. He found the person in the Beit Knesset that prayed with the most broken of hearts. Someone that prayed as a big anav. He would seek out that person because the pasuk says, Lev nishbar A broken-hearted person, Elohim, God, does not allow to become embarrassed. So his prayers are answered. So he would always try and find the guy. One year, he comes to the knis, and he sees this fellow praying. And as he sees the guy praying, the guy is praying, Afar ani b'chayai. Hashem, I am dust, I am dirt in my life. How much more so in my death? And he saw the guy is crying. How much he feels like he's a nothing, he's a nobody. The rabbi thinks to himself, this is where I want to pray, right next to this guy. Anyway, he prays uh, the tefillah next to this man. Roshana, Kippur, Aset Metshuva. Anyway, comes the time for the Sefer Torah. And some guy gets given Aliyat Shilishi. And this guy is given, the gabai comes up to him and he says, Pchavod, um, we, you know, we'd like to honor you today with Aliyat Rivi'i. He says to the guy, me you gave Rivi'i, and that guy you gave Shilishi, what kind of Jew do you think I am? Do you see the way I pray? Do you see? Anyway, he's yelling, he's, cre- he's complaining, he's criticizing. The rabbi, who chose to pray next to this guy for the whole of the high holidays, turns to him and he says, what happened to Afar Ali B'chayai? I'm dust, I'm ash. He says, of course I'm dust, I'm ash, Rabbi. I'm dust and ash when I'm talking to God. But this guy, who the heck does he think he is? (laughs) Our rabbis tell us that Moshe Rabbeinu was the most humble of men. And whenever whenever we look at that, we always look at the one nikuda um, that makes that obvious. Why? Abraham Avinu said, right? Afar va'efer, I'm dust and ash. And what did Moshe Rabbeinu say? We are what? We are nothing. So simple. Avraham Avinu said, I'm something, even if it's very little, dust, dirt. Moshe Rabbeinu says, we are nothing. So nothing is less than something, however humble the something is. However, Rav Meir Shapira taught an amazing idea. He said, that's not what made Moshe Rabbeinu so much greater than Anav, than Avraham, than anyone else. Who is Avraham talking to when he says, I'm dust, I'm ash? Like the man in the story, he's talking to God. Who's Moshe Rabbeinu talking to when he says we're nothing? He's talking to the complainers. He's talking to the rebels. And even to them, he's saying, who are we? We're nothing. I think it's so interesting that in the end of the tefillah, we say, Right? And my soul like dust, la kol
to all should be. Not elecha tehiyeh. Not my soul like dust should be to you, but should be to everybody. My friends, humility is one of the most beautiful, one of the most amazing traits a person can have, but it's also in many ways one of the most misunderstood. Humility and anivut, my friends, does not mean that a person walks around and says all the time, I'm a nobody, I'm a nothing. Moshe Rabbeinu knew exactly who he was. But at the same time, he was able to not be prideful about it. He was able to not feel like he was better than other people, even though he was better than other people, because he was born with so many more advantages than they had. He was born into the house of the Gadol Hador. He was born into unbelievable opportunity. God gave him from the moment that he had, he was a Brit Milah, he came into this world with a Brit Milah already. He came into this world filling the house with light. So Moshe Rabbeinu recognizes, I've done amazing things, but I've done amazing things with amazing opportunity. My friends, when a person thinks that way, when you are aware on the one hand of how great you are and how great you are capable of being, you're not denying that. You're not shying away from that. But at the same time, you also know that you come to situations with humility, without your ego clouding your judgment, without needing to take all the credit, without being the person that needs your name in flashing lights. Unbelievable things can be achieved. My friends, there's a reason specifically why I wanted to talk about this today. The Chovot HaLevavot says that when a person has emunah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes care of them because of that emunah. And there's times where a person needs to be able to stand up with great faith um, and say great words of emunah to Hashem. However, there's also another kind of emunah. And that emunah derives from the fact that a person understands that however great they are at solving their own problems, ultimately, even that problem-solving ability came to them from Borei Olam. The minute a person says, I'm in control and I'm driving, what does God say? The Chovot HaLevavot writes, Mesir, Bar Minnan, a thousand times, Mesir Hashgachato Memenu. Hashem takes away his hashkacha from that person. Hashem says, you want to drive? Fada. Usually fada is a nice thing. That's the worst fada you ever heard in your life. My friends, I want to share because I think that this is beautiful. I think emunah and anivut, I think humility and faith go hand in hand. Because proportionately, as arrogant as you are, that's how little emunah you have. Let me explain. Let's say a person thinks that they're literally hot stuff. They have all the zikhuyot. They're such a good person. They pray the best. They learn the best. They give the most tzedakah. They're wonderful. What are they doing in that moment? They're saying to God, not just on a physical level, am I achieving? But even God, even what you do, that's not because of you. That's because of me. The great tzaddikim understood that when they asked God for something, what did they say? Ki lo al anachnu mapilim tahanunenu For not on our righteousness 
Are we placing our tefillot in front of you? By the way, if you're a rasha, you're going to say that sentence? Listen, Hashem, I'm not asking you because I have the merits to ask you. I'm not going to ask you because of all my merits. Shoot merits. What merits? All that you have is demerits. That line was not said by tzaddikim. Who was it said? By Rishayim. Who was it said by? Tzaddikim. Where do we find this idea? The Pasuk says that by Moshe Rabbeinu, when Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to pray for the one thing that he wanted to pray so badly for, what was it? Va'etchanan el Hashem. And I prayed to God. Our rabbis learned from that word, va'etchanan, that the root of the word, chanan, means that God, he asked, va'etchanan, and I created in God, chanina. What does chanun mean? God is compassionate. I came to God and I asked God to be compassionate. I made God compassionate. With my prayers. Says the Gemara, the tzaddikim know that you ask God when you pray for matenat chinam, for a free present. You come to God and you say, Hashem, I have zero merits. I'm a nobody. You know what? If I learned, it's because not only did you give me a brain to learn, you also gave me a heart to learn. Do you know that? How do I know that? Because we say every month when we pray, when we do the uh, Birkat levana, what do we say? Lev taor. And this is one of those examples where when a person reads it incorrectly, they change the meaning of the whole sentence. Sometimes people correct you, right? <laughs> the other day I was saying, when are you supposed to correct somebody? When do we correct someone when they're wrong? Someone said when they're Syrian. <laughs> the Syrians like to be medagdik on the right pronunciation. Okay, that's true. But when halachically do you have to Correct someone in the Sefer Torah if the way the guy read the word changes the meaning. If it doesn't change the meaning, you don't have to correct the person. Okay? And sometimes you even shouldn't. Same thing with Ta'amim. If the guy reads the wrong musical cantillation, you don't correct him except for Sof Pasuk. Why? Because that changes the meaning. In this prayer we say, many people say, Lev Tahor Barali Elokim. Lev tahor barali elokim is different than lev tahor birali elokim with the shiva. Bara means God made for me a pure heart. Bira means a pure heart create for me. Those are fundamentally apart. One idea is that you were born with a good heart. Hazaku baruch. But you know what? You could either mess that up or keep that beautiful heart. Up to you. Lev tahor birali means, even if I corrupted my heart, even if I ran after money and tavo desire, and the worst things, even if I saw the underbelly of the world, I lived in Sin City, even if I did all the terrible things that the world has to offer. I was rasha, ben benosha rasha, ben benosha rasha. Still hakadosh baruch hu, lev tahor Birali Elokim, create for me a new heart. Now there's a halakha that a person is not allowed to pray. We do not pray what's called a tefillat shav. Does anyone know what that means? You don't pray a prayer that's shav, a prayer that is no purpose. So let's say as an example, a person, his wife is pregnant, she's eight months pregnant. The guy says, right now, please, whatever it is, make it a boy. 
also Yanni if he's Syrian. Okay? I said, whatever it is, Hashem, make it a boy. Let's say a guy says that. That's called in the Gemara, Tfilat Shav. By the way, you got to get your head checked no matter what you are, if that's it. Ask Hashem for healthy children. Be, be grateful to Borei Olam for whatever he gave you. Every one of your kids, boy or girl, is the most beautiful gift God could ever give you. And it's up to him, and he knows what you need and what they need. Okay? My friends, <laughs> Isma, listen to this. What happens a guy prays, eighth month, it's gonna, it should be a boy. It already is what it is. Is what it is. I have a coffee mug that says on it, is what it is. It's one of those coffee mugs you know, you drink from during crisis. Is what it is. Let's deal with it. There's a statement in the Israeli army, I love quoting, it goes, Zamsh, Zem Mashiyesh, Ubazeni Lachem. This is what we have. We're going to war with what we have. Right? End of the day, you don't have enough guns? Get an axe. Get to it. Because uh, you're the guy. You're the person. You get out there. In life also. This is what it is. Let's go. Make the best of it. Okay, listen to this. And by the way, by Rabbi Otay, if God runs the world, and he does, he knows that you don't need a gun, and you're going to win this with an axe. If God knows, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you exactly what you need, right? So Tefillat Shav, you don't pray for. We don't pray for something that's already a lost cause, because already, it already is what it is. Now we pray for the strength to deal with that. Or now we pray for creativity. Or now we pray to be able to, uh, etc. My friends, if the Chachamim put in Bekat Levana, Lev Tor Brali Elohim, if that's a Pasuk in the Torah, if that's a Pasuk, what do we know? That no matter where you are, HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates for you a new, pure, beautiful heart. A heart that's compassionate, a heart that's religious, a heart that's connected to God, a heart that's, uh, that, what's it called, is pious, a heart that's God-fearing. All of that is possible no matter what. My friends, Moshe Rabenu, the greatest Sadiq, the greatest Navi. How does he pray? He asks God for a freebie. Why? We're not asking you, God, because of our righteousness. The greatest Anav also recognizes that his deeds are not enough. And that we ask God only because of his mercy. My friends, if that's the case, then we understand the power of Anivut when it comes to Emunah. Because just like God said, just like God said to the person who says to Hashem, I'm in control, I got this. Thank you very much. I'm okay. The same way Hashem says to that person, you okay? Okay, honey, go ahead, you do it. So too, when a person says, to Hashem, listen to this and listen carefully. I don't deserve this. What do the words, I don't deserve this, mean? You're saying, I have the merits. I'm a good enough guy that I don't deserve this. You're asking now Hashem to go open your books and check. How much did I give you? I gave you breath every day, all day long. I gave you health, I gave you family, I gave you... Oh, you think we're not even? Okay, let's go check. I gave you that deal the other week. You weren't going to shul when you did that deal. You, know, you turned up afterwards, you know, so you could give you a donation and let everybody know that you passed the deal. But that was for you, it wasn't for me. I don't deserve it? Okay, let's go. Fada, let's open the books. 
We don't say, we don't talk that way. We say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God, your kindness is infinite. Your strength, your care, your compassion. Hashem, take care of me. A father helps his son, not because he earned it, but because he loves him. Ki arachamecha harabim. For on your great, for on your great mercy, Tacharina, do we place, do we place, do we place our prayers in front of you? My friends, I will say this as well, like Moshe Rabbeinu said. One of the most painful things I ever read about Moshe Rabbeinu was that Moshe Rabbeinu says, Va'et Hanan. And Va'et Hanan is a language, is a singular expression. Va'et Hanan with an Aleph. Va'et Palel. Va'elech, va'omar means an I. Moshe Rabbeinu said, every time the Jewish people needed something, I prayed for them. But when I needed something, va'et chanan, I prayed alone. No one prayed for me. That was one of the most painful lines I ever read. And it was for that reason that I thought that maybe perhaps the reason why the Jewish people never prayed for Moshe is because Moshe never asked. He never said, I'm going through something. I need your help. There's different people who deal with things in different ways. But ultimately, when you have an army of Jewish people, of people who you love and who love you, and you communicate with them, I need your prayers, I need your help, it doesn't fit the ego of the person to humble yourself that way. You know, I'm humble in front of God. No. You're humble in front of man. You're humble in front of friends. You're humble in front of community. And you reach out when you need something and you ask. And the people know the same way you'd be there for them. You know, they'll be there for you. So, And we shall pray. Not just for this, and for what we need, and for what I need, but together for one another. My friends, the other day I was looking for a Tehillim chat on my phone, and I started crying. You know why? Because when I hit the words Tehillim chat and I hit search, I couldn't find the Tehillim chat I was looking for, because that's how many Tehillim chats were on my phone. And I know some of you are thinking, wow, so sad that there's so many things that people need dealing. It's not what I was thinking. I was thinking so beautiful. And I'm sure if I open any one of your phones, it'll be exactly the same. How beautiful is the Jewish people that you can't even find the Tehillim chat you're looking for because there's so many people that you're praying for. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like we say, a person prays for someone else. And he needs that thing. He's answered first. May Hashem see all the people that you pray for and all the things that you pray for and answer you for those needs in your life before He does anything else. And we should live lives free of worry, full of happiness, full of beracha, full of strength, full of anivut, and without the pride and without the ga'ava that says, I don't need anybody, I don't need anything, I'm good enough, strong enough, righteous enough to deal with this myself, but rather to turn around as we're supposed to in these times, to stand with each other. And in that achdut, there can only be the most beautiful beracha 
for each and every one of us. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen.